Hey folks, hope you're all doing well out there. I just wanted to bring up again that this episode, like the last few, we just jumped into a conversation. We were catching up and I hit record before I started and thought it was just a good way to get a conversation going. Also, at the end of this episode... There was some problem with the audio as far as we were losing a connection. So there was some quick editing to kind of get a closure to the episode. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. This is a friend of mine, Dr. Christina Kraft. And we talk about music therapy and how music is really important in our emotions and our way of life. So I hope you enjoy. Take care of each other out there. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us tell people it's like I'm riding this wave right now and like you when you have when you ride a wave you have those moments when it's like a little scary and a little like whoa what am I getting myself into but then you you get back on that wave yeah. and you keep on riding out and um that's the analogy I used with Scotty yesterday is like at some point you gotta like start saying to yourself what's good for me like is this good for me right. is is it good for me like all the frustration and anger on both sides and you know and and just, you know, I'll, I'm not going to get in any of that. But but so I turned it around to a music um, thing. And that is like, this is what I told my last couple of friends. And I'll tell you is that uh, it's like somebody telling you, um, hey, you can only listen to one kind of music. Because that's your category. That's the tribe you're in is one kind of music. You can't listen to any kinds of, you can't listen to any kinds of uh, any other music. And you'd be like, fuck you. You know, like. I love all kinds right, of music. Right. I, lo I love all kinds of different things. And um, so I was telling him with that is that, you know, you may not like certain kinds of music, but you can respect kind of certain kinds of music. Mm -hmm. And, you know, mm -hmm. so that's the thing is like, you just got to learn how to have that respect factor and you got to be able to communicate it. You can't be like, that fucking sucks. And I hate that. And I'm like, why? Because somebody else's thing that they love mm -hmm. and they enjoy you because you don't like it, you have to hate it. You just don't have to, like, spend the time with it. So it, that's my analogy with that. And I, a lot of people have liked it. And I'm like, I like it because it's me. That's me totally. Yeah. If anybody knows me, that is um, that is me totally in a nutshell is that I like all kinds. And I've, like, that's why my friends are all different kinds of ethnicities and genders and, you know, and, and everything. I mean, I, I've always, ever since I was, you know, a young man, have been open to everybody and what their views are. I may not agree with everything they're saying, and I may not, you know, have that in my life, but I respect, yeah. I respect it. So it's communication. It comes down to communication and, um, and everything. And just so everybody knows today, I have with me Dr. Christina Kraft. She used to go to a, uh, a college here, Palmer College, Palmer College, yeah, there we go again. Where did I you? I went to Palmer College with chiropractic okay. in Davenport. And yeah. It's a huge mecca for healers in the making, for sure. We met, I don't know if it was probably at something that had to do with music most likely. So yeah, chiropractic school, um, in fact, that was that was a long time ago and it feels like it's 
just so quickly. It goes you know, fast. This was a few, few, few months ago. It feels like sometimes, but when you were just talking a little bit about how, and I know you, you got a bunch of things we're going to talk about today. Um, you talked about how some people may like music and some people may not like other music. Well, here's the thing. Think about what music really is, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk with you about today, is music is really just the creation that's coming through somebody from I call source, okay? So if it's from Metallica to the Eagles, the Beatles, they have been given a gift and, or you or me, whoever, that creates music um, has been given a gift to channel that energy. So uh, I'd like to take it a little deeper today and tell you a little bit about how, uh, you know, when we get to that point, how music is, I feel music, I don't hear it. Um, and I guess I kind of want to, when we, when we talk about what you're going to go with, with with the flow with me today, is that's really what it's all about, is just going with the flows. Music and health tie in together very, very, very closely. And I feel that, like they say, the endorphins or your energy or whatever it might be is part of the livelihood of who you are. The, the, like a lot of this, um, the, the therapeutic books I've been reading and um, diving into on YouTube and stuff says, and this is the truth, is like if you think negative and you are thinking about all the bad things about yourself, then that does something to your health. So with music... Music has always been this positive outlet for me, and I know for a lot of other people, that is something I want to delve in with what you know and your knowledge. But it's, it's like a love of music, and it's also like in your soul. And I, and I, and I believe everybody has yes. a, a soul of some sort. Before we go any further, though, too, I want to make sure I don't forget this, because we're going to go into some deep rabbit holes and conversation and stuff, is that I found this last night, and do you remember giving that to me? This is your brain on music. Yes. Yeah. I gave that to you. Yes, you did. Isn't that crazy? Yes. It all cycles back, Johnny. When people are passionate, first of all, I appreciate people who are passionate about something. And as a guide, facilitator, teacher with people that I work with in my practice every day, um, music, first of all, is part of every part of my day. So we're going to get to that, I'm sure. But if we just take a layer back and go, when you figure out what makes what makes somebody really light up, you gotta feed that. Like same thing with children, it's the drums that feed, give them some freaking drums. Instead of like, oh, it's so noisy. Like some parents I have as patients will be like, oh, it's too noisy, but to that child, it like lights them up, right? So we need to like take it back a level and go, what is it more? Music is so, so, so much more than noise. If you treat music as noise, you've got some work to do right here, yeah. okay? Yeah, uh, that book, I probably was shopping at a Barnes & Noble and thought of you. I do that often, by the way. A lot of my patients, friends, family get books. Yes, I've got books I do the same waiting, thing. Waiting to be gifted. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'll even read a book first and gift it because what's it really going to do sitting in my shelf? It looks pretty, looks nice, but I, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in... What I like to do the most with people, I know that I'm a chiropractor. Yes, that's my title. When it comes to shifting the emotions in people, that's what I'm trying to do. And I don't even realize it. Meaning, here's this book. Here's this song. Here's this podcast. Here's this handout. Whatever. Here's this creative thing that I've created or have been given to the gift to you. So, again, it's just this exchange of energy. And that's what, when we, when we hear music dying, it's just an exchange of energy through us and back out of us when that song is in. 
I mean, it's so, it's so powerful at a concert or just in the podcast or, or, or just in our earbuds, right? The ones yeah. that we finally mm-hmm. figured out how to work today. <laughs> um, sharing that information, how we feel. We can't tell people how to respond to when a, to, to when a song comes out, right? But how does, ask your friends, how does that song make you feel? Mm-hmm. That's a whole different, that's a whole different conversation that you can have these beautiful blossoming conversations around. That book, I never read it. I gifted it to you as a gift. I never read it, so. I started to read it, and I'm being totally honest, I didn't finish it because that was at a point in my life when I was not focused enough. Now where I am at, I am going to spend the time to read that when I get finished reading the other two books I'm reading right now. That will be the next in line. Yes, mm-hmm. I am very excited to read that because now I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I will enjoy it immensely. You've passed something on to me that... Not at that time, maybe I want. I really needed, but now I'm all about like excited to read that book. To be honest, so well, and I think it has a lot to do, Johnny, with you coming into what freaking lights you up. This is what so many people. I think why people are suffering in the world is because they don't do what they love. We're not talking just about a job, by the way. Um, we're talking about what the heck do you do for fun? Do more of that. What feeds your soul? I literally Sunday. Yesterdays, I sunbathed in the morning with music in my ear. It was 50 degrees. Two hours later, it was snowing here in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> um, and it's my ter- my that's my time. I'm literally sitting on a meditation pillow right now while I do this conversation. Yeah. I'm more comfortable in my bare feet, oh, yeah. sitting in the ground, yeah. okay, connecting to Earth because she has music for us to hear if we want to listen to it. My healing journey has involved silence as well as music. But here's the thing. I don't know who said this quote, Johnny, but this is so huge for me, and it might even make me tear up. Without the silence between the notes, there is no music. Music, there would be no music if there wasn't silence between the notes, okay? Coming from being trained in music my entire life, from a very young age, to still playing guitar and singing when I want to. I don't perform for anybody except for my shower head for the most part. There would not be music without silence between the notes. And that really hit me one time when I heard that quote. I don't no idea where it came from, but isn't that really powerful to think about? Oh, there would be no music yes. without the pause or that moment between the notes. Yes, music flows, right? There's this constant flow. But if you were to actually take a tape or take a track, take an audio, and there is a moment, several moments in a song that there's dead silence. Yeah, and then it turns into like a crescendo. Yes, and then those moments of Mm -hmm. silence makes the song. So when we look at this, if we want to heal from whatever we need to heal from, which I'm still continuing to do and I will for the rest of my life, healing involves silence for me and sound and frequency. Mm -hmm. So when people ask me, you know, Dr. Kraft, how do I start meditating? What do you love to do? Start doing that. That's really, truly meditation. It could just be digging in your garden. Yeah. Listening to the birds, the bees, the wind, the trees. That's the music that I identify with as speaking to me. But then I really need to get more connected um, and shift my mood. mood. Mood shifting is incredible with music. Why do you feel the need to hear you know some metal music in the powerlifting gyms like I do and then in the very same day two hours later I'm literally listening to Shruti Bach Hindu chant music AirPods yeah that's how we are we're just energy in motion music is just energy in motion and what we need for us is different 
every part of the day, yes. you know? Um, I, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to tie it in. Uh, you made me think about something while you are talking there because I know that you do the power lifting and I know you have the the strength, yeah. the strength side of you, and then you have this, this like meditative side of you. And I call, I tell, yeah. I tell people what this is, are is I call it the yin and yang in your life. It's like the screaming out loud when you're singing a song to like the quiet part of when you're singing a song. It's like you're you're having this yin and yang in your life, and you're having this energy put out that you need to get out. And when you get that energy out, it helps balance out the other side of you. So I like that you do that with what you're doing in your life because outlets are very important in what you need and what you do. You've heard the phrase, um, all work and no play makes you know Johnny a dull boy. And I believe, <laughs> yeah, it's a phrase out there and it's like, but in, an, in, a, in a very true essence it is, you know. You want that energy in your life to be balanced out. Yes, you can work. Um, if you enjoy what you work, it's a plus, but sometimes that balance can change when you're enjoying your work because it becomes repetitive. And then you're searching for this thing again, this thing inside of you that you enjoy. So to balance things and to do things and take risk, when I say risk, risk in a good way and try to like, okay, let's see where this takes me. Let's see where this takes me. And it's like the different avenues and roads in your life. You start learning that wow, I never knew that about me, and I really like that, and that balances the other side of me. Oh, I think we need to fall in love with the all men and all, all women have a male and female entity, the yin, the yang energy for sure, so it's, it's all one. There's no, it's, we're gender neutral. If we're, I'm a woman, however, I have many, many yang as well, the yin, the yang. The yin is the feminine, the yang is the masculine okay but to me i feel like they're all one it's just what, what creates my personality um there's this beautiful blend of, of huge shifts that can happen in in the daytime for someone like myself that first of all when we think about, about music um my morning music is different now in my late 30s than my morning music was when i was in my 20s because first of all there's a healing journey there's a there's a different part of my morning now than there used to be um, we change. Our music changes as we go, as we grow. Yes. What we still love is still there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, remembering my first concert. First concert. Who I wanted was like different than it would have been even just 10, 10 years ago when you first got to know me. My music, my music journey, if you will, is just totally just much more yummy. And I mean, just world music, like music from around the world. I listen to. Mm -hmm. It's not just American music. It's not just Canadian. Oh, and or, that's or, something right? that you have never known about me. I mean, you've known that I've loved music all my life, um, but something I've never talked to um, people about is the world music side of me. I have a big collection of world music here, um, and I got turned on the world music through um, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel was in the band Genesis, and Peter Gabriel, mm -hmm. his whole label, Real World Records, was to get the sound out from the different countries around the world and their music. And I can, wow. uh, I can definitely turn you on to that at some point. But if anybody wants to go down that rabbit hole, yeah, um, Peter Gabriel, Real World, um, Real World Records. And I was actually, I, I, I went across a few, um, not even like a week wow. or two ago that I put aside. I'm like, I got to listen to these again. It's been a while since I've listened to these. I know you're getting at is that it fuels part of your life. Like when you hear something from another country and another a form of life 
and you hear that music and that's the music that they that that gets them and gets their spirit and soul going and you start to hear that and you start to feel that and you're like wow that's amazing it's just it's different it, it well, feels, how about this yeah how about this think of this concept like remember how we were just briefly talking about how the creator of that music is only is being channeled some from somewhere okay if if i'm just going to call it source okay so higher power source whatever it is that the person who is connecting to that music um thinks about when i think about when i hear a song i think about the person who actually wrote that or composed it with a group of people or themselves and what challenges have they gone through in their life to get to that point to be able to channel that message through them and out out of them like i go a little deeper with some of this stuff when i when i listen to a song i respect that person think of native american music you're kind of going in that direction cultural music different that's native american but what about like aborigine music in australia it's meant to i actually listen to a lot of tribal music african tribal music in the office when i'm flowing with my patients so when you come into my healing space here we pretty much have either hindu chant krishna das that's an artist i really like quasi i've got a lot of different really tribal boom 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 Mm -hmm. stuff okay what that does is it actually starts the healing process it's a really, really wonderful um, way to sway, if you will, with the rhythm of the body. Okay, the body has a rhythm, healing has a rhythm. So you'll you'll know in my in my in my office when patients come to see me, um, they're wondering what's on the record today, right? Like what's what's on the I don't have a record player, Johnny, but what's playing today is probably something Dr. Kraft really needs for herself. But I want to share that with my people. Um, and it has a lot to do with, yeah, absolutely. It's about shifting the mood, shifting the mood to getting me out of a stuck situation. Or if I was feeling stressed in the morning, like, what does it do? Like I prepare myself before I take care of my patients. And part of the day is, is, is the music, but, um, going back to that, that tribal music that you're talking about, or that, uh, ethnic music that, um, I'm really turned on to that stuff a lot because, um, it's got such a healing frequency to it. Yeah. And um, instrumental is really great. Some songs that I play on playlists and stuff have words and stuff too. Like we have Beatles Day here, like playing out in the front room and yeah. playing in the healing room some days. Yeah. But the healing room might also have um, just some Native American flute music with some Shruti Bach stuff. Like just really Indian. Yeah, I don't even really know the name of the music. It's just that type yeah. of sound, those those different instruments that we're not used to hearing in our on our radio, right? The radio yeah. that we have in America. So we have to find those things. I, I, yeah. I use Spotify. That's that's kind of my favorite place to be right now. Yeah. You kinda of touched on Indian music out there too, that is like people are just not aware of. A lot obviously the Beatles were influenced by a lot of Indian music earlier in their career and stuff too, and that something that uh, is very unique to hear is like their influence in a lot of their albums you know with with the middle eastern music like people like um robbie robertson from the uh, musical group the band um and he was very influenced by a lot of native american music he had a really great Mm. great cd author too and his music can be influenced by that even like the popular modern day artists can be influenced by something from another culture and another, you know, my favorite kind of music when it comes to, I mean, it's more Americanized. I love when artists get influenced by the New Orleans jazz sound. Very close to me in my heart is jazz. 
there's a jam aspect to that. When New Orleans, you know, jazz back in the day was, you know, being formed, it's one of these things that have developed into this really great music. And they use it um, in their funerals and they use it in their way of life. And that's an amazing thing to hear, you know, that even when somebody's within their death can put music into that aspect. The Irish do it with the bagpipes. There's so many things out there that tie in that circle of life when it comes to the to the love of their music. So I like well, that. Think about, think about in, in America, you know, um, when you think about the death thing, how important taps is at a military funeral mm-hmm. on the trumpet. Yes, right? yes. Um, it's icon. It's it's just like you can't have that ceremony without taps playing on the trumpet. And it's emotional. It's so yeah. emotional, right? Like, it's yeah. Yes, it is, and it's not a lot of military yeah. in my family. Grandparents are still alive. Thank Aunts God. And uncles, a lot of them yeah, didn't enter yeah. the military, so. I personally haven't had that experience, but you know, you hear like a watch a YouTube video on it or something like that. No, I personally haven't done that. No, I, I, and it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I did experience with my grandfather, and it's I, I, you bringing that up is just kind of gave me a little bit of, of emotion here thinking about that because he was a really important person in my life, and when I heard that, it was really impactful. But then again, I want to flip that coin to the other side, and that. He was really, believe it or not, influential in my development in music. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day about this, that his um, love of Johnny Cash and Loretta Lynn. Yeah. I mean, I, you look at, I mean, I got a record collection behind me here as I'm talking that has those records that he had once in his life. That stuff to me is, you know, my whole show is based upon planted that seed in the early development of who I am and what I like. And to this day, I still love, Johnny Cash is one of my top 10 artists of all time. When I was a younger child, it was called Johnny. And it was had, it, it really didn't have anything to do with Johnny Cash because there, I, I come from a long history of Johns. And I, I didn't really like that name, Johnny. It made me seem like a little kid. But then when I got into adult, and then like in the 90s when Johnny Cash was bringing out all these America recording albums with Rick Rubin, I'm like, I'm going to take back ownership of that name that was given to me when I was a kid. And I like being called, <laughs> I like being called Johnny now. Um, Johnny, Johnny mm-hmm. Cash to me is an American, or not just an American icon, but a musical icon yeah. around the world. I mean, Joe Strummer, my, one of my favorite people, the guy from The Clash, he absolutely adored Johnny Cash. And they were both lucky to record a song together before they died. They actually did a cover of Bob Marley's Redemption Song together. And it is amazing. So, music is well, and again too, music music uh, is supposed to move you. Okay, um, that's the way I love treating music. I it's moved me since I first. Do you remember the first song you ever heard when you were a kid, or do you remember any of the music you heard when you were a kid? Well, I grew up. I'm born in the '80s. Okay, so when when we look at that. Um, my dad was a farmer who also did take a lot of time to relax. But when we would relax, there was always music. And I think that's what I've learned in adulthood is that when I'm relaxing, yes, there can be quiet, but there's usually music somewhere, quiet in the background, right? So I grew up with Seeger. I grew up with the Eagles. I grew up with Metallica, okay? I grew up with... Classic rock really is who I am, if you think of me in my early days. However, 
my grandmother who had this little little radio she always had on with the push buttons, right? It was AM radio country. All right, we're talking like the Loretta Lynch, uh, the Johnny Cash stuff, right? All of all of that stuff, the Dolly Parton. So I've been influenced by so many people that also used music to, to wind down. So I, I wanna kind of really, I had to think about that a little bit before I got on with you today. Is music for me is to get ready for something and also to wind down. And it's totally different now um, when I look at how I use music in my own life. But um, I remember my dad when Like a Rock came out, we're Chevy Family, okay? And I don't know which album that is, so you're got to tell me maybe whatever. Bob Seger's song, Like a Rock. And it was, the, it was the mid to late Seger, 80s, yeah. Right, and that song was, I think, kind of like when I find a song that I love today, I play it and play it and play it and I play it. And it's like, even Matt, my partner Matt, he knows I'm loving a song right now because I'm always playing something the same. He's like, haven't you heard that like four or five times today? There's a reason we go to something back and forth. So... Um, growing up on the farm, folk, country, classic rock really is what um, I was exposed to. So I was exposed to a lot of different kinds of music. That's why I still love all kinds of music. And I also grew up in the church, Johnny. So, uh, by the way, when you talked about your uh, your grandfather's funeral, I sang at both of my grandparents' funerals just in the last decade. Uh, both in 2013, my grandfather really? passed away and oh, my grandmother man. passed away. And I was asked to sing at their funerals. Mm -hmm. um, so that was an honor to be able to do that. Um, I, I don't, what did you sing? Um, at my grandmother's funeral, I sang Ave Maria that I, that's the one that I remember the most, but then there was some other songs that we sang. And then, uh, with my nephew at grandpa's funeral, we sang, it's a, it's Brad Paisley, Dolly Parton song. Like, when I get where I'm going. Okay. And then I sang with my nephew, my nephew Dylan, we sang go rest high on that mountain with five and skill. Okay. And and that's always been when when they asked us what songs should we sing, you know, I had kind of given them some ideas, the family. I just said that one is just kind of a yeah. a, a Vince Gill singing at George Jones's funeral. He couldn't he didn't make it through it. Patty Loveless had to take over. So like you gotta watch that video of, of Vince Gill and Patty Loveless singing over time that mountain at yeah. George Jones's funeral because yeah. I mean that re the relationship that I'm understanding that they had was Super tight. Ben Skill wouldn't have been an artist without George Jones. And you know, you hear these stories yeah. and you love that cool yeah. stuff. And I, when I get touched by that too, and then when he literally could not sing the song, could you imagine singing that yeah. song at your friend's funeral, your the, yeah. like your mentor's funeral, your grandfather's funeral? Like mm -hmm. I did it too, and it wasn't easy to do. But here's the thing: when when I'm asked to sing at something, you just you accept it and you say yes, and you just know that you're not going to cry through it. Yeah. But there are times where. Like Vince, for fuck's sake, excuse my French, but he he um he couldn't do it, and it was I just bawled. Yeah, I just bawled when I watched the video. My, I had Vince Gill in my home growing up too. My parents loved him, and I love him. I think he's got an amazing voice, but he's also an excellent, excellent fucking guitarist. He's yes, an amazing he he's an amazing guitarist to be honest. And when he got chosen to be uh, part of the New Eagles, I was like, well, that's that's a natural choice. The guy can sing and play guitar. You know, and then to have uh, Glenn's son also be there too. To have Vince Gill part of one of the biggest, you know, generational um, rock bands, one of the hugest rock bands out there now. To me, some people were probably like, "Who's this guy?" And other people were like, 
Wow, that's an awesome choice. Amazing. He's had an amazing life, too, with Amy Grant and her career. Amy was really big in the 90s. You know, she kind of did a pop turn, but she started out as a Christian singer, and the two of them together were actually on um, Grand Old Opry about a month ago, and I caught both of them on that Grand Old Opry Live, and it was amazing. Just the two of them together is just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, but we kind of had those similarities growing up too. It's just, we had this music around yeah. us. I had the very similar music around me, like you heard um, Bob Seger, especially I brought up in the podcast that will be on after this one. I just um, actually will be on before this one was with Reese Argo. And I brought up um, when I went and saw um, Bob Seger with my dad. And there's a whole story behind that that everybody can hear too. And it plays in your emotions, too. Like when you said when you heard Vince Gill singing that song, there's been many times that I've heard great songs like that. One, another great feeling and memory was, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this on YouTube, was um, Led Zeppelin got the Kennedy Center Award. When Hart did their rendition of Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, you talk about just yeah. losing your shit at the end of that song. They get yeah. the choir out at the end. Yeah. I literally, oh, and when you talk about what my favorite, I'm all about guy, guy groups, but Heart has, I love Heart, the women that influence, have influenced me musically. Um, and it's so funny because my prom, my senior year, my junior year was Stairway to Heaven, right? So there's all these, these things. And when they covered that song and I was, someone shared it with me, or maybe I, you shared it with me or whatever it was. I was like, this is incredible. Thank you, God, for the internet. Because yeah. we can't be at the Kennedy Center watching this. <laughs> and this stuff, it has to yeah. be recorded. It has to be shared to us, right? Yes. And these concerts are just like, can you imagine being there? That oh, day? man. Now, they had the strings in that rendition of Stairway to Heaven. They're, I try to teach people not to just hear music, but to feel music. Listen to a song several times. I listened to that recording of that YouTube video very many times. And I listened piano the strings isn't there like a gospel choir in yes the background? it's amazing like they, they made that song literally like going to church man yes me. it felt like going to the church going to church is when when you when people watch this video because i know some people now that don't have never seen it will watch it when they show robert plant <laughs> robert plant is crying like crying yeah. now the guy that sang that song originally was so moved by another artist doing that yes. song. And what's the full circle part of it, too, that probably paid part of his emotion is that The Sun, the drummer of their band, The Sun, is the drummer in that whole performance. It's just nuts that Jason Bonham is there playing the drums. And it, it's like full circle, emotion-driven. And wow. it's just it just takes all of this energy and it just does all these things. I hope um, that someday you get to see them because I got to go see them a few years back and it was an amazing show. Heart is an amazing group. Just They are pivotal in just music alone. It doesn't matter female, male. They are in a pivotal rock band with a history behind them. And I mean, I am kind of impartial because I'm very in love with Nancy Wilson and I have been since I've been a kid. <laughs> um, she's in Fast Times at Enrichment High because at that time... She was dating the um, the man and eventually married him, and they are now divorced. Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe wrote the screenplay for um, for Fast Times at Richmond High and then went on to direct some movies. She is an amazing guitarist yeah. and a beautiful woman. She, I still follow her to this day, and ironically enough, she just released something last week. <laughs> so, and it's really good. Really? Yeah, and it's a tribute. Oh, okay, to, good to know. And it's a tribute to another great guitarist, Eddie Van Halen. 
because her and Eddie Van Halen were friends. Yes, check that out if you get a chance. It's one of those things. Yes. It's just amazing. You know what the album's going to be called? I spoke about just type in Nancy Wilson's Yeah, you'll, you'll see a red guitar with Eddie's logo. Cool. You know, Eddie had the... Uh, the lines or whatever, the red and black and white lines with the red and everything. You'll 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 okay. recognize it when you see it. Duos like that, like family duos like that. Yes. Like I'm just thinking of another one that yeah I, that influenced yeah. me. My I grew up with my grandparents a lot on the farm. So my parents worked a lot, farmed. My dad then joined the railroad. I was with my grandmother a lot. She's still alive to this day. She's 91 years old, living on the farm by herself. Grandpa passed away in 2013. The one that I sang sang at the Ben Steele song and all that. Mm-hmm. I just remember my grandmother always loving to have that it was it was kcjb it was an am radio station that played the local country right okay. so mm -hmm. i remember her always liking that station on so again the judge was one of her favorites she's like oh have you heard that news judge song like grandma always surprised me because she was never really she never played you don't have to play an instrument to love music and i get that but she always liked to have a little background noise on and i know now now i know a little bit why when when people who are really creative sit in silence we can get a little, I need something in the background, okay? That's me. I don't like dead silence. Um, however, when I do some meditation, things I do. So, like, for instance, uh, the judge, when when they they have a heck of a story, I've only learned a little bit of it along my years and reading about them or listening about them, but mm -hmm. it's almost something like they had to do this to make a living, or they would have been, like, really, really, really poor. Mm -hmm. And then... This beautiful harmony that they had together, you know, I'm sure they didn't have the, the easiest of times either, but a mom and a daughter, for God's sakes, like, I couldn't imagine if my mom's listening to this, mom, if you and I went on the road traveling together, we probably wouldn't have made it very far. <laughs> you know, like, I love my mother, yeah. obviously, but some some family dynamics you got to think about mm -hmm. how incredible that is for, like, the Wilson sisters. Yes. To, yeah. They're lucky yeah. to even have the history they have. I mean, they... They come from two of the biggest iconic families of music, you know. They grew up with that around them, and then they go on to create their own sound and, and you know and everything. And I think you're totally right. The, the family, the family groups thing is, it's been difficult. I mean, it's really difficult because there's two bands that I love and enjoy, and they have had their fallouts because they're brothers. And one of them has been the Black Crows, and the other's been Oasis. Black Crows and and, and Oasis, mm -hmm. Oasis, both those bands got to a point where the brothers just hated each other so much that they broke up. But the Black, mm. Cro the Black Crows um, have luckily, they got back together last year and they were going to do this whole reunion tour last year for Shake Your Money Maker and then the pandemic happened and the whole tour fall apart, which sucks because I was looking really forward to hearing them on that because that's when I discovered them. I got this, that was one of the first big shows I ever been to when I was in my teenage years is I got to see the Black Crows um, down at the Adler Theater here I was lucky enough that was one of the first shows that really like boom like you know and I got I've seen them like five times right after that so like it's one of the like there's only a handful like ten groups I think that I maybe have seen like five times and they're one of those bands so wow brothers brothers in a band has got to be like you know there's the Abbott brothers there's um there's there's quite a bit of brother bands out there that are still touring and still doing great. And then there is um, also some sister bands and stuff out there too that I listen to. And the mind escapes me right now because I, you know, we're in this moment right here. Husband and wife. Yeah, husband. There's husbands and wife. Yeah. Right? Like the like the Chris Stapleton and Morgan Stapleton. We love oh, those yes. people. You know, when you look back at that, the music in our early upbringing, 
it's so cool to think about, yeah, when you really sit down and think about it, how much music has played a role in us becoming who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that all young people today should experience some type of music training. Uh, if it's in their school, if it's outside of school, if it's in their church, or if it's in their faith-based program or some kind, they need to be exposed to what's possible for them. And I think that's what music really started for me, Johnny, was I was given a gift to be able to sing. Why would then I not share that gift with other people? Now, of course, I don't play in a band or anything like that, but I did a lot of that stuff in school. I did a lot of that stuff in church. I did a lot of that stuff. I competed in high school, took my gift to college and was in the college choir for four years. We traveled, we went to Calgary, we did concerts. Um, We traveled in different places and all of that. And I have had voice lessons and I've just learned so much from the passionate people that have come before me. Like my, my elementary music school teacher was a pivotal, was a pivotal person in my life. Her name's Dawn Freeman. And um, she probably doesn't even know how many people she's really touched, but she knows. Okay. Dawn Freeman also then moved to the school that my nephew went to school with and taught him. I mean, we're 10 years apart. And my brother's a fabulous singer. My other brother didn't get into music as much, um, but then I did. So that creative, the creativity, um, in you know, not just being in a, in a I was, a, I was in sports and I was in music. I was very yeah. well rounded. If you were to just, why I have so much love of so many things is because I, I was exposed to and given the opportunity to try different things. Um, now I did not learn. Um, I, I, I was self-taught piano and flute and trumpet and guitar, and I can dabble in a little bit of everything, but I never could learn structurally. Like the guitar lessons that I went to were hard for me, so I just started playing more on my own, and I could just get into my own little rhythm. Still to this day, when I play my guitar and strum around a little bit, it just, just comes to me naturally. I don't feel like I have to get the books out and then anymore. Like some people who are really gifted in music, that, that's just really what it is. It's, that's their way of creating. Yeah, it's their way of getting and, out yeah. what th- what's in them, you know. And it's what they give out, these musical artists, with their with their soul and with their life and their music and what they feel fuels into what we feel and what we love. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so much of it. And that's why when you connect with an artist in a song and when that song really, like, impacts you because it's playing this part in your life that has taken on a life of its own. And it's amazing how some of these songs yeah. can do that in our lives. Um, there's a gentleman that um, that was in my first podcast that is Bo Oren is a developing country artist around here. And he's going to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I used to work with him in a um, hardware store. And that, he was my first podcast. He plays guitar and he does country music. And I know you love to play guitar and you love music. And at some point, I think that, you know, whenever that happens, when life makes its road down its path, I'd like the two of you to meet. And um, music, right. music, can right. take, music can take on lives of itself, and you can do amazing things sometimes when you connect with other mm-hmm. people. And, you, and if there's a possibility of that out there, I'm just throwing that out there into the universe. You remember, um, the, uh, like, one of the artists I first turned you on to was John Butler Trio. You remember that? Oh, I have a story about that. I want to hear I, it. So I actually had the opportunity to see him here in Fargo, North Dakota a couple years ago, Johnny. 
So he came to do Fargo Theater, which, I, by the way, I live in Fargo, North Dakota. I practice in Moorhead, Minnesota. The river splits us. It's just like the Quad Cities, right? You got the river, right? Mm-hmm. So downtown Fargo Theater, uh, around my birthday time, July of 2018. And the reason I might also get emotional is because I found that he was coming. And I'm like, Matt, like, what kind of music is it? You're going, right? Right? Because yeah. Matt's kind of that person I've had to... I, all of my friends and all of my family and all of my partners in my life have gotten to know that there's not just one kind of music that you can go to a concert in, right? Like, you need to experience John Butler Trio. So I brought him, and he, I mean, I'm dancing. I mean, this was a great concert. So, um, Oceans, I think he ended with it. And then his wife had a, was the opener. Yeah, his wife is the opening band. And she sang a song, and I don't... She goes by, like, Mama K or something like that. Okay. And she plays the drum, and she has a guitarist, and they sing and play. It's freaking phenomenal. And they uh-huh. had a song called Underground. Uh-huh. Like, we're all connected underground, like roots. It's just, it was an incredible song. Wow. Anyway, Johnny, go to the concert. It's fantastic. And I'm scheduled to take a flight to Arizona to visit my parents' uh, winter home for the first time. They were going to put a pool in. We were going to go see this place. I'm on the plane with John Butler. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I'm on the t- I'm on a plane with John Butler, no joke. And um, I, I said, Mom, 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 that, that's John Butler. And it was an Allegiant flight to Vegas, okay? So he was just flying coach like everybody else. Super humble guy. And we're waiting to board the plane. Cause, and I'm like, and he's got his kid. His wife and his kid and him. And I walk up to him, I just tapped him both on the shoulders and said, I'm, hello, are you the Butler's? And I said, I saw you in Fargo. Thank you so much. It was an awesome show. Shook his hand, and I went back to where I was in line. And he was literally just a couple seats away from me um, the whole trip. Like, it was just so meant to be. And by the way, this was a couple days after the concert. Like, he happened to just be then on the flight that I was on. Yeah, that's how that stuff works. And so John Butler Trio, you introduced me to them one month prior to opening my practice and the reason why I reopened practice here is I moved from Fargo-Moorhead. I'm sorry, I moved from Bismarck-Mandan. I actually closed my practice, everyone, to go to alcohol and drug treatment. And I didn't practice for three years. And he was the first concert, right before, uh, three years later, the first concert, I had done the concerts between then and now, but a month prior to opening my practice, I went to John Butler, he lit me up, I met him on the plane, and it was just like, he just his concert put a fire in me because i love his music but then i actually shook his fucking hand yes <laughs> okay and his long fingernails Dude, I'm wow like, like i was grouping yes. no one else knew who he was in that airport that's amazing they're not there and he, yes it was an incredible story and Holy i almost forgot about it until you said john butler <laughs> how could i forget that that is just it, nuts. It's, it's like alignment and so and I mean, I said, your family's beautiful. You, you guys, this was a beautiful concert. My partner, Matt, loved your concert. Uh-huh. Thank you. And that's what we need to be telling. If we ever have the ability to meet yes. these artists, yes. even if they're small, like I've seen, I've seen Rascal Flatts in a small country concert here before they ever got big. And I thank Matt. Yes. Thank you. This was awesome. They weren't even big yet. This was in, this was in Botno, North Dakota at Rock in the Hills like 20 years ago, like when I was like 17 or 18 years old. 
Yeah. We went up there and Rascal Flats, like, who are these guys? <laughs> right? You've been yeah. to concerts like that. Yeah, yeah. Who are these I've been guys? a lot. I, a lot. And it changes yeah. you when you go, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, even my friend yesterday, I showed up for her. She's an author. She's a local author. And I showed up for her book signing, knowing that someday I was at your book, your first book signing, right? Or your second book signing. Someday you're going to have a movie about your book. Like, when you're there for these people who are just starting and you support oh, them, it's freaking huge. Even if you just think you're the only one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're not the only one, but. Well, that's the way I feel about, people, like, um, that's the way I feel about Bo is going to be, I think Bo's going to be a big country star. I really do believe that he has the the drive and the spirit and he's creating his own thing. He's not trying to be like anybody else. And that's part of it right there. If you have the drive and you're trying to do your own thing because of the love of what you have for it. And you're not just trying to produce something that's just another cookie cutter of what's already out there. And your your right. whole thing that fuels you is the love of it. You're, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. And you have endless possibilities. And you can have multiple facets. You can do multiple things. And I think that what you're doing right now to mm -hmm. me with your chiropractic care, tying it into all these things that are really important to us and, and the way we live our lives is really, really important. It's what we need out there. It's it's part of this positive energy we need out there. And we need more people. Mm -hmm. we, need, we, need, we need a lot more people like you out there. And you have to be able to look inside of yourself as much as the pain that we have outside of ourselves to try to make ourselves better and then try to take that energy and try to help others with it too. You know, I mean, I'd love to know what you, you know, what you think about musical therapy and things like that. Well, the fact that you brought up like even me meeting somebody that their music at a time for me was maybe... You know, when we have those lower times, we get introduced to music that lifts us back up. You're going to remember meeting them. Okay, so when I met him, it was like, I could have stayed really small, Johnny, and stand at the back of that line, never went to introduce myself, and never would have shook hands and energy with that person. Because that's what a lot of us do. We live in fear. I, I've been there, but I've also learned to be like, what do I have to lose? Yes. What do you have to lose by showing up to that concert that maybe your partner doesn't like? Bring them with encourage them to come you know um we got to get people out of these boxes or circles if you will like get them out and, and and that's why people you like you and i the reason we are so accepting of so many people um and love people or at least the most part right we do we we did our long time but we love people is because music has shaped us and has given us the flow with the, with with life and yes. when um, when I think of John Butler Trio and the fact that he had a 12-string guitar, I went and got one because John Butler had a 12-string guitar. I had a Takanami or Takanami, whatever it was, brand. I don't know the brand. Like, I don't play that guitar much. Now I, I traded that sucker in with 12-strings. Yeah. And it's just a big, giant. I literally play what Emmy Lou Harris plays. It's just a big, wow. giant. I love that you know who she is too, because she's amazing. She's amazing, and you want to know, you want to know who. Just not as a musician, as a person, though. Well, too. The reason why I got that guitar also is for a couple other females. Um, I do know that Emmy Lou, Emmy Lou plays a similar, like my guitar, the pick, the pick support thing on the guitar. I don't even know the name. It has the dandelions on it. Okay. So, like, um. Emmy Lou played a guitar like that. Cheryl Crow, another person who I love, plays a guitar like that. 
it looks like that. They might be playing a Taylor or a Gibson. Mine's an Epiphone. But the look of the guitar, I'm like, I got to have that guitar because these women have that look. Um, Brandi Carlisle plays a similar guitar. Yes. Um, well, she probably has 100 guitars. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I have one. There's just this something amazing about listening to a person, going to their concert, and then randomly meeting that. That's a really interesting, wonderful, divine experience. I was at a point in my life in 2018, prior to opening this practice, going back to practice after three years, scared, a little nervous, a little like, am I doing the right thing? I just felt meeting him in the in the airport was just not, you know, it, it just wasn't a coincidence. And I know it, I've said that no. already. It drove something inside of you right. inside and it came out. Well, and, then, and then even at the time of the, when he toured here in Fargo in 20, 2018, it was July of 2018, when he toured here. And that's what's also beautiful about my community. There's a rich music culture in Fargo, Fargo, North Dakota. We have the Fargo Theater. We have a couple of larger venues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's what I loved about the Quad Cities. The Quad Cities ended up being one of those meccas also for smaller groups to stop and play at the Redstone Room, yes. right? Yep. Or wherever. I yeah. saw Andy McKee at the Redstone Room, the, the other guitarist that I really, really like. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some newer stuff, too. You know, he was first out. Andy McKee was first out uh, as a YouTube star. And then yeah. that's how he got signed by labels and all of that, too. You know, so many, many people made it by doing what we're doing right now and just sharing yes. the creativity yes. yeah. with the world. Yeah. Earlier in this conversation, we talked about the yin and yang. So you have like, you know, you have like the softer side and you have kind of like the like aggressive side to kind of like get out that energy you need and stuff. And um, I don't know where this came with us, but I had to bring it up in this conversation because it was like one of these things like I got to bring this up because we've had this, we've had this ongoing joke with us for years. And that is Holy Diver, the, the Dio, the Ronnie James Dio song. And I don't know why. It came on yesterday. I was driving to the grocery store with Matt yesterday, and I know that the podcast was today with you. We were going to record today, and I'm driving driving to the grocery store. The first thing I think of is you, and that's so cool because I also have that same experience when I hear um, Come Say Hello by Six, my best friend from baby till now. We even texted all night last night. We went to six scenarios. See away goes right out of high school. She's nice. My best friend, Amanda. Oh, that's so cool. When I hear "Come Sail Away," I see. I think of Amanda. Yeah. When I think, when I hear of like any Bette Midler song, I think of my mom. You oh know, my the, god, I, I do too. People. I do too. I do too. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's my mom loved the beaches. My mom did too, and yeah. still does. Yep. But isn't that we could literally have a conversation of all of that? Like when I think of my brother Brad, who is also a chiropractor also was influenced a lot by music we would have some downtime put in like you know i'm talking about i still have something like this it's got the speakers the tape deck and the cds in the middle right just a nice boombox. if i want to listen to a cd if i still want to listen to a cd but that's pretty rare what i remember the most like my brother was seven years older than me he introduced me to kiss yeah like my brother was listening to it while i'm the younger sister and the only girl in the family um, I was influenced a lot by very, you know, boyish boys, guy guys, right? Yeah, my dad yeah. with the Seeger stuff, um, you know, but my mom, she was like, oh, but I really like that Hitler, you know? So, <laughs> so again, there's that yin and yang, Johnny, yes, you know, yes. and again, it doesn't matter. Women can love metal like I do. I mean, in order, the other night we had a women's 
night at the barbell. It was called Ladies' Night at the Barbell at our powerlifting gym here in Fargo. Yeah. And um, we had some Avril Lavigne. We had Hailstorm playing, Alanis Morissette. It was like we purposely made a playlist for, it sounds like they made a playlist for, like, women, right? It was a yeah. women's night. And I remember you helped me make a playlist for the, the Big Seven race. Remember? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I said, you're the music guy. I need music to run to. This is before MP3, you guys, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have an iPhone. Yeah. Like, even just 10 years ago, I didn't have one. iPod, yes, you could have put it on an iPod, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, sorry, like, yeah. I was pretty old school. I was burning CDs until, like, 2011. Yeah, oh, I believe it. Right? I believe it. My, I, I have two I friends that still do that out like, there. No yeah. more. One of the first songs no way. on that disc. I still have it somewhere. It's possible that what I would have done was burn it to my iPad. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we have yeah, yeah, iPod? Yeah, you can. You can I, I, uh, I don't know, right? Yeah. I'm not a technology person, but like um, you had some Tom Petty on there, you had some John Mayer on there. And again, think of music as having cadence and frequency, right? It, yeah. it has rhythm, it has frequency. So people who run, there's Spotify, Spotify has running genre. Like there's a boom, like this is, this is a running pace. Yes. You wouldn't probably want to run to something like this. No. Too slow. No. You gotta get up into like the 120s, I think. Yep. Yep. Per minute, each per minute. So then there's times where I, yeah, powerlifting gym, for instance, you know, before a big heavier lift or something, here's the staples that are usually in the in my. I have a, I have two playlists right now, Johnny. One's called Move and Breathe. Uh-huh. The other one's called Lift Heavy Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so if that, if that helps you out a little bit, yeah, um, yeah. The Lift Heavy Shit probably not gonna have what's on move and breathe, yeah, yeah. okay? So there's this, I don't know, almost like this like suit we have to put on mm-hmm. um, energetically before we go do what we need to do as far as activity. If your headspace is a little stuck thinking or, I literally brought this, I wanna talk about this before we end the day. This is my actual mu- music therapy CD. Yeah, you sent that to me. Okay. I, I would like to hear you talk about that. Um, because this is, yeah, because yeah. this is actually from um, a seminar. That I've been to. I just took it out of the binder, as you can see. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, so, first of all, I am not a music therapist. However, I have been trained with music therapy. Um, I'm not certified to teach music as therapy. However, being a doctor of chiropractic, there's a lot of things that I do to teach people then to go learn for themselves. Okay. So, when we look at the body as energy, Music is energy, it has a frequency, it sound is energy, okay? And so it has to travel through us, through us, um, in order for us to feel it and hear it and experience it. So um, that's the same, same way as any energy that's out there. I sense energy really quickly, I usually feel it. Um, I get close to somebody that's not feeling very good, I can sense that. So that's kind of a gift that I've been given um, as far as being a person that's really in tune with other people, being, a, being an empath. Many, many people are empaths, and a lot of empath people have a lot of highs and lows with their emotions. Um, they very well have been through addiction, addiction drug and alcohol addiction. That's that. I, I literally am the poster child for an empath, okay? Um, and I used to hide it. I used to think that there was something wrong with me, that I had these gifts, that... That, that I could feel people's energy, that I could write. 
that I could, um, you know, sense a person's emotional state just by looking at them. And I do that every day. And I'm getting better and better and better at it because I also train it. How do I train it? Through music also. Um, so I'm just going to really, I'm just honestly going to read this. Please, I'd love to hear so what this you is, say. So this is really important for a person that like, oh, I love, I love that song. Mm-hmm. But how does it make you feel? is how yes. you really want to ask somebody. If you start getting an awesome conversation, like let's say, for instance, you actually go on a, a date, a, a new date with someone, and you start talking about music. Yes. And you start talking about this kind of deeper stuff. It's really more interesting than just talking about the concert and how it was, yes. right? Yes, I've always been, I've always tried to get people to go a little deeper, mm-hmm. talking about their emotions without them even realizing it. Like you light, like you light up when you talk about music. Yes. Well, so do I. But I also light up because it's sunny outside. Like I've been given this gift to talk and breathe. Yes, and yes. I woke up today thankful. Like if everybody yeah. was more like that, we would not have all the hate and chaos going on in this world. If we just wake up and be thankful that we have the air in our lungs, be able to speak what creator is putting through us. I mean, it's just it's just so incredible. Like there's just needs to be more of a shift to people just being generally happy. Yes. Um, and music. Music, music can help you get there. So sound is condensed form of energy. By the way, this is from Dr. John Brimhall. Um, I have trained with this person. Okay. A chiropractor who also has, yes. So this is this from a seminar training and how we use sound therapy, okay? Uh, and I use it in music through Spotify. Okay. I don't have any way specific place, way of doing it any different than that. I put different music on in the office. And if I'm gonna do an emotional aromatherapy session with somebody, Mm-hmm. I do change the music okay, for that. Mm-hmm. It depends. Mm-hmm. Usually going to be some type of tonal music or frequency music. We'll talk about that later. So sound is a condensed form of energy. Music is humanity understanding spiritual information clearly. Let me say that again. That's huge. Music is humanity understanding spiritual information clearly. So when I tell people that, you know, give me an artist. Give me somebody that you love to listen to, Johnny. Um, Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews has been given the gift to understand spiritual spiritual information clearly in the way that he sees it. Mm-hmm. That's what his music is. Yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. That's huge. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that should literally give you goosebumps. Yes, it does. I th- I okay. was th- I was thinking of songs why I brought that name out, and there's certain songs that give me goosebumps when I hear his music. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. And he's incredible. I yes, yeah. used to be made fun of that I love Dave Matthews. Oh, and people and do that still, but funny. I love it too. Yeah, like that's that's funny because mm-hmm. there's something about an artist that also plays the guitar and writes and sings his own songs. Like it's just it's the whole package. Yeah, John Mayer's another one, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. People get made fun of for loving these people, like because it's the cliche. Somebody has said that he's such a such a way, and music is humanity understanding spiritual information clearly. So there's no bad music. That's that person's Eminem has information coming through spirit. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's, it, it doesn't matter if it's rap that they were chosen. I mean, just really think about this. Those artists that we love so much, Dolly Parton, uh, Emmy Lou Harris have been given. So just know that it's, it, they also have had to go through a struggle most likely to be able yeah. to get to the point. Let me be clear with this get to the point to be able to channel those songs through that yeah 
some people are lucky. Net, yeah, and I and that's you are hundred and one percent right when you when you say exactly what you just said there. And the thing is, is some people can get that right off the bat and get lucky with that, and then they can taper off and then try to search for that for their, all their life. Some people can take that slight plateau, plateau and just keep on building and building and building, and then some people will like just be on this like plain plateau and then just start shifting up and like start creating this great thing with their music. So there's different levels. People can come back to it. It's like there, I call it, I, I call it the same thing like I'm dealing with. It's like you ride these waves and sometimes you get this wave that just takes you along for this long, great ride. And musical artists are lucky enough to do that with our emotions in their lives and able to reflect upon that you know, their great catalog of music. And, you, you know, like the longer a life um, a, a, an artist has with their music, the more you're going to, um, the more you're going to reflect upon that. Like, you know, I talk about almost every single one of my podcasts. Everybody knows by now who my favorite band is. And the reason why they are my favorite band is because of a lot of the past things I brought up in these podcasts, but it's because of that catalog also. And it's Pearl Jam and it's, um, Pearl Jam has this catalog of music, and there was a thing that I read yesterday. I'm on I'm on this um, Pearl Jam Pearl Jam fan site, and it was like, what are like what are the three songs that impact you most in your life from Pearl Jam, or what was the like what song would you want to have played at your funeral from Pearl Jam? And it was like, mm. and it was like one of these things was like, well, they got so many damn songs because, you know, that's one thing that's great about Eddie and the guys is that they they take from their soul and they put it out there. And, you know, when you read some of these lyrics, you know, he walks on his own with his own thoughts. That's me. I mean, that's me in a nutshell, you know. And But to tie it into Dave also, Dave Matthews, is like when you hear like number 41 and when you hear like Lion or Graves and, and you hear some of these songs that are by these artists, like it's emotional. Like there's it brings you back to a moment's time or it brings you um, to a, a moment in your life and you reflect upon that. I mean, you really feel those emotions and it like, Playing back into what we said earlier is like there these songs you know maybe been written these songs may have been written for a view in their life but then when you go and hear it it takes a life upon itself because of the life you have and it's a beautiful beautiful thing when you hear something and live like you're not going to be here tomorrow like David talks about you know like you you have to mm -hmm. live your life enjoying it and know that you know this could be the last day so enjoy it for its moments. And when music does that, yeah. you know, when a music reflects that and tells you, hey, live within yourself and let it out, it's a great thing. So I just wanted to reflect on that a little bit. So, Absolutely. And like I said, um, people will know me basically when I say there's no such thing as a bad question. There's no such thing as bad music. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as... It's like it's like lighten. Let's like, let's lighten up a little bit, right? Yep. Oh, music yes. Helps, yes. helps with that. Music helps us grieve, right? Music helps us heal from a broken heart. What else does it do? Music helps us at weddings, mm -hmm. uh, at any celebration. There's, there's music of some kind. Music helps us so much, and in in the essence of me helping people with their emotional shifting, which I do that with music. I do that with the chiropractic adjustment. I do that with essential oils. I do that with nutrition. We do that with breath work. There's a lot of different things that we do that with. But really, when it comes to sound, like this sheet says, the whole body resounds, responds to sound. The whole body, okay? At a cellular level, this stimulus is understood and assimilated. So music hits us, right? It is understood and assimilated. 
sound works directly on the nervous system, which is what I'm an expert in. So if you think that somebody comes into the chiropractor thinking like bones are out of alignment and all of that, that's kind of a miscued myth of what chiropractors are really doing. What we're really doing is helping to align the person's brain and body to the source within. So again, somebody that comes in and says, I'm feeling off today, like the five finger death punch, I'm feeling a little bit off today. Sometimes we literally have that song playing in the office, like I'm feeling a little bit off today. Like there has been a lot of off you guys since 2020, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. We have to also feel what that feels like sometimes in order to know what it feels like to have joy, to have peace, to have love, to feel great, to have vitality. We have to have the lows. If we don't, we don't know how awesome this feels because most people are walking out right here. They don't know if they feel happy. They don't know if they feel sad. They don't know if they have, uh, if they're walking, they're, they don't even, they're not even, they're just walking zombies. I see it. I see it, you guys. And people that have emotion and have a passion and a purpose for something, those of us like, I'm just going to say somebody like myself that isn't afraid to share my truth, like my recovery truth, or tell people how I love this type of music or whatever it is, that's, that's, that's showing emotion and music helps us have the confidence at times to be able to do what we need to do. Like again, lifting to metal music, lifting, lifting heavy weights, metal music is what fires me up. Right. Um, so again, going back to this sound works directly on the nervous system, radiating energy, which creates specific effects according to frequency and intensity. So again, a, a song is going to affect you that it's, that it's going to affect you differently than it is to me, mm -hmm. but it's, Still the same frequency, but our body's going to absorb it and feel it differently, meaning um, how we experience it, how it makes us feel. Okay? Even in the even in the deep bass tones to the strings, to the horns, yes. to the singer themselves, or if it's no song at all, or if there's no singer. Every sound emits a certain color as well, and that's where we come into the chakras. Okay, Every sound emits a certain color. Sound and color are just different rates of vibration. Healing with vibration will help us to fulfill our evolutionary potential. Huge. Healing with vibration will help us fulfill our evolutionary potential. So existence is full of vibration. So from the rock to the tree to this cushion I'm sitting on to this plant that's next to me, right, I'm surrounded, my office is surrounded by plants because they are alive and I want to be around more alive things versus dead things, right? Mm -hmm. um, water in my water bottle because this is alive, not not alcohol, not soda, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm constantly, constantly, and I make mistakes at sometimes, you know, I don't always eat the best that I could, but that's fine. We're always better than we were yesterday, making progress. Is exactly, but yes. It, existence is full of vibrations. So um, tuning forks to the drums to me speaking is all vibration. You're able, your brain is able to hear me speak you're able to hear music because it's a vibration. Okay, we don't have to get into the science of that stuff so yeah. much. But the, for instance, um, vibration is everywhere. The wind passing through the pines is music. The water descending on is music. The birds and animals are music. The whole existence is a great kind of orchestra. It is a symphony. Yes. We are born to be a song of bliss. We are born to be a song of bliss. Humanity is hidden music. People. The people are hidden music. Mm-hmm. And the music is trying to explode, but we have created such a hard crust, which is ego, this wall yes. around ourselves that neither can the music of existence enter us 
or have a meeting with the music of the without. So like it can't come in or go out. We judge. Mm -hmm. Ego, the, the ego, by the way, and this has nothing to do just with music, but when we are in, it's no different than judging something. Like, I hate that. That's yeah. ego. But yes. if you were to wipe away the ego crust yes. or the hard crust around us, we are all, we, we should learn to love all things that come to us. The animals, the plants, the music, the woodwinds, the wind blowing through the pines. Okay, that's what this is kind of talking about. We have created a wall between the within and the without. The wall is the ego. And by the way, people who will suffer struggle with the ego. So when we talk about suffer, um, don't love their life, aren't happy a lot of the time, they need to do work in the ego. And I am not a psychologist and psychiatrist. However, I have had my own training in that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. But then I've learned and grown through it that I can share what they need to go and find. So if somebody comes into me with a real depression, their adjustments are going to help with that as well and getting their body functioning better, mm -hmm. getting their innate potential, getting their innate potential turned on with that chiropractic adjustment. But we're going to probably prescribe them some new music, some meditation, finding that counselor to go do some talk therapy with, um, walking barefoot in nature. There's some things that I'm going to teach these people to start doing for themselves because I don't fix anybody, John. The healer is you. Yes, yes. You yeah. heal you. Yep. You heal you. Nature yes. heals you. The sun, the birds, the air, the music, right? Music is super part of that, okay? Um, the wall is the idea of separation. So the ego separates us, Johnny, mm -hmm. that we are separate from the universe. We are not. We are all at one. Music is the only thing that I can think of that actually does this for us versus yes. this for us. Yeah, it brings us together. It brings us together. It only brings us together. Mm -hmm. If you think about going to, I love, I, I'm, in, I'm in the northern plains. There are powwows here, yes. and I have been to that. If you've never experienced a Native American powwow, not just the music is the whole point of it, but the dress that these people put on and wear is incredible. The, the gowns and the beads and the ceremony, the headdresses and the feathers that these people do and, and celebrate their culture and these dance. The only, do you want to know what makes the powwow? The yes. music. Yeah, yeah. Could I, I, I can see that 100%. Could, yeah. Could you have a silent? Could you have a silent powwow? Yes, because the people would probably start just yeah, on another leg, right? They, yeah. they don't need a drum. You could use something else, but the and it's in their voice too. Celebrate. And it's in their voice too when they're doing the 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 chants right. and everything like that right. too. So yeah, it's. I want I wanted to share this because it's so it's a no. I love like this. Mind blowing. Yes. The only illusion that humankind has to drop is the illusion of separation. So again, if we were thinking about music, no music is dead. I just think of it that way. Okay. First of all, how can we dare tell somebody that their music is bad because they're creating something that God's given them to be able yeah. to do? Even if they don't believe in a God of their higher understanding, how can we how can we as humanity say that that's a bad thing? Even if it's a book, a movie, mm -hmm. right? Okay, there maybe could be some bad stuff yes. out there, yeah. but what one person's bad could be something that fuels somebody else. So, well, think about a, a really bad song that you don't like. Um, to yeah. Somebody else that might have saved them. That might have saved them from committing suicide. Exactly. So you, you just you just don't you just never know where this can go. 
Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. It's huge. Yes. When you get out of yourself, which is ego, get out of yourself, get out of the shell, the hard crust of us, and really step yourself into the, the, the person. Like, I could, like, if I could just slip my body into John Butler's body that day, I felt like I could have, like, could you imagine what it must be like to be him and hit the yeah. talent that he has? But do you want to know what I picked up on him? He has a lot of anxiety. Yes. I, I, I touched him. I, I held his hand real quickly. And I sensed he had a lot of anxiety, but it could have also been because we were getting on a plane. Yeah. How do I know it? I can see it in his body language. Yeah. He seemed very fidgety. He seemed like he didn't want to be seen. Yeah. Could you imagine being so talented and having all that gift, but you still struggle with depression and anxiety? Yeah. Many, many of our, many, many artists. Oh, have. they do. They definitely okay. do. Yeah. Many, That's many, what many drives their art a lot of times too. So, yeah. And I've always had to, like, I've had conversations with people about that. Is like, um, I was a few podcasts back. I go, um, we we listen to some artists, and I go, sometimes their best work is at their lowest point in their life. But yes. but but you know, I want I use this as an example. And actually, I had a side note too because um, it's going to tie into what I want to talk about, and that is, um, I brought up before Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor had a very difficult life. Um, why he was at his biggest point in his life when he had the downward spiral and um, before that Pretty Hate Machine. Those were two of his biggest albums he ever had. And he was in a major depression after those albums and he had a drug and alcohol problem also. But then he went and he got the help he needed and he, he became better and he's still a great musician. Um, some people might still think that's the best work he ever had. But then he, you know, to go and create, he, had, um, he got nominated for two soundtracks for two different movies last year, um, one of them was for oh. the one of them was for the for the soundtrack to Mank, and then Soul. Soul is this mm -hmm. movie. Soul is this movie, and I don't think I've brought it up in a podcast yet. That if you love music, and you like the Disney cartoons, I recommend this mu this movie immensely, immensely, yes. immensely, immensely. Because this music, sorry, this movie, this movie talks about the love of music and how it reflects upon our souls. And you brought something up earlier about learning instruments and learning, you know, how to play instruments when you were, when you were younger. And there is a moment in that movie. I'm just going to make a little point about the movie where this girl is a great, you know, she's learning how to be, you know, a musician and play the saxophone. And she goes like in the beginning of the movie, she has this little solo and then the whole class just kind of stops but then she comes back later in the story and she's not sure she wants to play it. And she's like, I'm not going to play this anymore. And then there's this pivotal moment where this girl, it just clicks with her. Like she just knows yeah. that she has this love of music and that's what she wants to do is play this music. And that's what I yeah. love about this movie so much. And I love that Trent Reznor did the soundtrack to this movie and that it's kind of like a... um. It's kind of like a full circle in life. Like here is this guy that I love music in his life when I was in my teenage years, and to like see him go and create this great life of music now with these soundtracks and with him doing his own thing still with like Nine Inch Nails and stuff like that. But he to mm. me is like this very, very intelligent human being, very intelligent human being, and um, I love the man so much because I think he's doing what he loves. And he reflects it now in the music he's making. And I wish more people would learn that in their lives. You know, that, yes, this, this, 
the pain that you have will reflect any art you do, whether it is music, whether it's the books, whether it's, you know, acting, whether it's the painting, whether it's whatever it might be in your life, whether it is, you know, taking the energy of what you know and turning it into something positive like you've done yourself, yeah. like, like you've done yourself. You know, you learned from your earlier in your life with everything you were doing. You were lucky enough to create a life with chiropractic care, but you also are helping people with the career you have. And to say that and to be able to do that, I, 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 I applaud you. I applaud you so much because it's you're putting something out there that helps you, but right. also helps others. So thank you. Well, uh, again, the... In the world of healers, um, we don't heal you. You heal you. But we also need to live that lifestyle so we can show you what it's like. I am a beacon of light. I show people that you can live with all, all of these things, okay, from TV. <laughs> Believe it or not, we don't, we don't watch much TV. No. I'm not without it completely. But a lot of things I now go without, and I am so much more at peace. So Me too. much more happy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, than I've ever been. Um, minimalistic is definitely a lifestyle that I choose. Yes. Um, but my music is always by my side, and I am so grateful. I don't always love having my earbuds in and my phone next to me, but I, I'm telling you what, I, I love having the ability to put a song on that's going to shift my mood into maybe getting ready for bed or getting ready for the bath or getting ready for chiropractic care for my patients or helping somebody heal. Yes. Helping somebody shift, I should say, towards their healing. Um, it's incredible. So when we go back and talk about real quick, the only illusion that human has, humankind has to drop is the illusion of separation. The sudden, then suddenly the inner song will burst forth and meet with the other. They will become one, a, pulsa a pulsation and a rhythm. That experience of the within and the without becoming one is the peak of joy, of ecstasy, of life, and the glorious beauty of it all. So music can teach us to heal. That's basically what this is really leading you to, mm -hmm. in essence. I know it's a little deeper in its context, but the idea of separation has to be dropped slowly. Yes. So it's not something that, you know, I've been working on my healing journey for six years, six mm -hmm very diligently before that kind of dabbled significantly daily healing work six years now and I've still got a lot of work to go mm -hmm. see and search for moments when you feel more in tune with existence so that the layer of separation becomes thinner and thinner okay yes. again for me I, I, I sunbathe in the morning um, I even in the cold weather um, I experience certain, that certain things that I do that um, get me out of self, ego, flesh, this like yeah. poor me, mm -hmm. victim mentality. If there's any of that still hanging on to me, there is a time. Um, listening to music and meditation, seeing a beautiful sunset or a starry night, or just sitting silently doing nothing, emerging, melting, disappearing, allowing more and more moments of that kind. That is a rare kind because we are so preoccupied that we never allow those moments to erupt or even if sometimes they happen, we are in such a hurry that we never take note of them. It says here, start taking notes of those beautiful moments as they are windows of the creator. But um, just so that you're aware that the key of C is related to the color red, which is corresponds to our, red, our root chakra, which is at the base of our spine. Okay. So the sound of the earth 
um, when you hear people chant like the word om, that's just like the sound of the earth. So a lot of people will chant om um, in yoga practice. I do practice a lot of yoga. I do a lot of chanting myself. That has a specific frequency of, at 259 hertz. Okay. Mm, I don't know if that's the letter C, but I'm just talking. Okay. And then you up the scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C again. So okay. higher frequency song would be things like this. Higher frequency then we would move into the indigo chakra or the, or the third eye chakra, as here I should say. So this is our crown chakra. This is our indigo, this is our root chakra. Classical music really helps to turn that area of our brain on. Our, our people that have a lot of headaches and migraines, I put classical music on for them. Mm -hmm. um, Baroque music okay. is helpful. Okay. Okay. Baroque music. Um, our throat chakra is our is our center for clear communication. What believe it or not. Blues and country western. Yeah. Right here. Wow. So the this is the this is the area of our body where I tell people this is the confident speech area. This is for somebody that has a lot of throat issues, esophagus issues, thyroid issues, neck pain, doesn't speak their truth. You need to leave listen to more country western and blues. Yeah. Sounds crazy. No, it sounds oh, cool. I don't like no, that stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I don't, they'll say, I don't like that kind of music. The reason why you don't like it is because your ego's up. Your body's craving those frequencies. You yeah. need to listen to some more of this type of stuff. Yeah. Or dabble and find out what's best for you. So I just give them little tidbits. Start listening to a little bit more country western. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's from the 50s, 60s kind of country western. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, they got to decide. Maybe it's singer-songwriter. Maybe it's... I stand at home with them, and they can play with it. And they go, oh, I felt better when I listened to classical yesterday or something mm -hmm. like that. Then, like, the heart chakra. Oh, my gosh. The music that... Do you want to know... This is probably where I spend a lot of my time at, in heart, yeah. in heart music. So, according to this... Now, there's other music therapy books, and this is just a super, super slimmed-down version... Um, what's really helpful to open up our heart chakra if we're really struggling with um, just maybe grief. Grief's a big one. Easy listening. Yeah. Easy listening music. That could also be, um, I think John Mayer's easy listening. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think um, Nora Jones is easy listening. Okay? I'm just giving some ideas of what people, what, what's easy listening to you. It could be a little easier listening. Me. Yes. Probably not a lot of guitars, not a lot of drums. It's very acoustic. Yes. Okay. Acoustic. Melodic. Music, Melodic. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Then our energy center that sits here is our solar plexus. This is where we get our confidence, our self power, our self esteem. I do a lot of work with people in their solar plexus. In fact, it's an energy center that's usually stuck for people that are struggling with being happy. Okay. They're not creative. <laughs> They gotta get they gotta get some music in them. Okay, so yellow structural jazz. You said you like jazz. Yes. Okay. Uh, New Orleans kind of stuff. I love structural everything jazz. jazz. Everything jazz. John Baptiste, right? He wrote some of the songs for, for Soul also. Yeah. Soul. Mm -hmm. His stuff. Yes. What is he? He plays piano. Yes. Piano. Mm -hmm. Easy listening is also for the heart chakra, but piano, easy listening, acoustic -y stuff. Loves this area. Our heart yes. loves that stuff. Why are we drawn? Some of us are really drawn just to like Aaron Lewis getting rid of his band and playing acoustic stuff. I love his acoustic stuff. Yes. Or when 
when Corey when Corey Taylor just does his acoustic stuff, I'm in. Yes. I'm not always into the Slipknot, but I'm into his acoustic stuff. So he yes. does two, two or three or four different sides to people, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. So Corey Taylor, I didn't tell you, but Corey Taylor is probably my favorite when he gets rid of the band. Yeah. And yeah. it's just him. Yeah. He's incredible. Mm -hmm. He's an incredible singer. Um, the orange or orange the orange color resonates with the sacral chakra, which is right below the belly button. Okay. Nervous system wise. It's where, um, like, female, creativity, feminine, re re reproduction, folk folk and reggae come into that. So, oh. interestingly enough, like, I play reggae on a couple of days of the week just because I just feel like it. But that type of music, folk and reggae, has, um, when you listen to reggae music, are you sad? <laughs> I, you gen I think sad? nobody generally usually is when they play reggae music. No. You know, it makes you just want to start. Yes. And that's, a, that's like yeah. the whole point, right? Yeah. And then the base of the spine, the root chakra. So I'm going to just show you this. Like, we're going to show you the body. The chakras move down. So it's mm -hmm. waking up the root chakra, which is right at the base of the spine. Yes. Okay. Da 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 da. Rock and roll. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm not surprised it's rock and roll, Johnny, because yeah. rock and roll is meant to move you. Yeah, it's everything. Right. Yeah. Rock and roll is meant to move you, and yeah. so what it does is it high in a lot of guitar, bass tones. The reggae music has a lot of strings and drumming. The uh, structural jazz, easy listening, a little bit more piano and harp. It's right here. Mm -hmm. John Baptiste, right? We talked about that. Or, mm -hmm. or who's your favorite piano player? That's a good question for you. Um, I have a quite a bit of favorite piano players. Um, I have uh, like Billy Joel, obviously is one of my favorites. Um, Fiona Apple is one of my favorites. I have a couple jazz artists that are my favorites. That to me is one of the like it's. You know, it's a crucial instrument in any music that you're playing out there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Dr. John. Dr. John played uh, piano, and he was really good at it, too. And it's amazing how these artists can come and do these things and turn it into, like, you know, some of the great music that they have. Mm -hmm. um, a couple things I wanted to bring up here is we talked about, you know, how meditation and therapy and things. Um, we talked about um, appreciate the things in your life and maybe appreciate the things in your life and learn to um break down that wall on maybe what you think that you're avoiding to try to dabble in that a little bit but also try not to produce so much um hatred for things you don't like try to like flip it on the other side and say okay this is what somebody else loves and enjoys what i'm tying into it here is um i do every day and i learned this through some um things that i've read and stuff is to be grateful for three things every day like when you go to bed at night and yeah. when you look, when you think about the three things that you're grateful for every night, you try to think of something different every night. And some days will be diff more difficult to get like a complete three things than other days are. But, you know, you'll be amazed though how many days it's so easy to go, I was so grateful for this today, or I'm so grateful for that today. And I tie into my grateful things every day, obviously, music a lot. And whether that is, like, I tell people I love that I have so many friends that have this love of music. Or I love that I got turned on to this kind of music today. Or I love that, you know, that we had, like, today I'm probably going to say I love that music therapy can help people have a better life. 
And I want people just to kind of do that with what their life is. And I want people to take three things that they're grateful for and for three things that will help them maybe appreciate the things that are in their life a little bit more. That's just a little something I want to give out to you in this podcast is just, you know, every episode's different. Every episode's trying to fuel something in your life that is involving music in some form or way or another. Well, we'll wrap things up today. And I just wanted to say thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate yes. you coming in. And uh, Dr. Christina Kraft, I will have links for her um, stuff that she does at the bottom of the podcast. We will communicate that. You have a good day, okay? Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us.